So this one, we didn't really do any sketches or anything like that. Um, the material and everything like that we had just kind of worked out um, a little bit awkwardly. So I'm putting out two episodes at the same time. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to warn you guys of this, but I decided I'm going to warn you. So you're going to hear my voice. Uh, I modulated a little bit because this whole episode is pretty much me just going on a big rant. And when I heard it back, I was really annoyed by the sound of my voice. When I get emotional, it's kind of annoying. But for some reason, my voice gets a little bit higher. And I say the word like a million times. It's really, really annoying. So I just kind of thought it'd be funny to amp up the annoyingness by modulating my voice. Uh, here's a little bit of a sample. And her thing, because she's a woman, you know, she wanted it to be more like, you know, everybody having sex and everybody having fun. But because I'm a man, I want it to be more about like, no, I have sex. I'm the one in charge. I I'm the, the only one who has sex. No one else has sex but me. So if that's not too annoying for you, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, like I said, not really too many sketches or anything like that. Pretty much just us talking about uh, life or really just me talking about life. Again, if you enjoyed this podcast, I, I can't say it enough. We really would appreciate it if you could spread the word. Um, text it to somebody. Text somebody the link. Anybody that you think is into this kind of comedy, um, go ahead and share it with them. Thank you. Get Kyle to eat it. Let's get Kyle to eat it because he uh, he survived cancer. I'm not, I told you guys. I'm, uh, can you hear me? Uh, not yet. Am I jacked in? Hello, hello. There hello. you go. That's uh, that's either gum or putty. Yeah, I think it's putty. I'm a big fan of silly. Let's putty. get Kyle to eat it because he survived cancer. I got, I've done eating things. Okay, I, I've turned a corner in my life, and I'm done eating things. The last thing I ate, you guys, Johnny spit on it, and I said, no more spitting on my Mentos. I'm tired of eating Mentos off the ground. Do you want to tell that story again? Story, for the podcast? What story me eating? For, the, for, the, for, for them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, it was back in high school, uh, probably like 2010. I... Uh, I loved jackass movies. I loved being the center of attention. I loved doing outrageous things and eating things and not for money at all. None of this would be for money. It's just the pure look of horror on people's faces. It's like the prestige. Like if even for just one moment, you could just really horrify someone. <laughs> yes, exactly. That was. And there wasn't a whole lot of phones back right, right right now. I mean, people had flip phones and those fucking disgusting big flip phones. So this was before like class started. So this is like 30 minutes before the first period bell rang. And um, you wouldn't know this since you were homeschool piece of shit. Um, but these, uh, Robbie, these... I know what class bells are. These bells would ring. I had, I had, I just rubbed the putty on me. I just rubbed the putty on me. Uh, I, I, I had TV. I watched you idiots. Did you watch a whole lot of Saved by the Bell to understand what public school was? 
No, but I mean, actually, when I would go into high schools, one thing that did weird me out, it was like, because like we had to take all these exams and stuff. And I took an exam at high school and uh, like it is very, it was very surreal for me to hear like bells and it would be like, ding, ding, ding. And no, the bell didn't bother me. What bothered me was seeing people like kids just walk out and like go into a different room and things like that because of the bell. And there's something very dystopian to me that, I mean, like I don't really care anymore, but as a kid, I was just like, there was something really weird to me about watching children respond to a bell. Like a bell just rings and then it's all right. Now I walk to this place and a bell rings. Oh, I walked to this place. And like, as a person that didn't grow up, you do this because of this bell and you do this because of that bell. It's weird. That really weirded me out. I still have nightmares. And when I say nightmares, like I don't really have any nightmares. Anytime <laughs> somebody tries to kill me, I just like realize I'm in a dream. Like, Oh, I'm dreaming. I could just kill this person. I won't die. But it's always a theme that I'm back in high school somehow yeah. and the bell rings and I have to get to class. But I'm like, fuck, like I thought I graduated. I'm like, I guess I didn't. And then like having to deal with what is my class schedule? And I don't know the schedule. So I'm like going into random rooms and shit. I don't know what that's. But when about. I got to college, they all had bells. Did they? They didn't. Or yeah. They did. They did. I never went to college. So like, but it didn't. It didn't bother me at all. Like when there was like bells, I was like, oh, OK. I, don't, I went to community college, but they didn't have bells. Maybe they was couldn't afford bells or something. I think just smaller schools don't have it, but at Temple, like, you know, there's thousands of people all over the place, so they gotta manage it somehow. Make it happen. No, but your story, yeah. Yeah, so uh, there was a group of, like, four or five of my friends, uh, and they were standing in a circle all talking, and then there was a Mentos on the ground, like a crushed Mentos, like a white one, like somebody stepped on it. They're like, oh, let's get Kyle to eat it. Let's get KJ to eat it. And um, they're like... Yo, KJ, come over here, eat this. Eat, eat this off the ground. And I went over there, and I, it was, I was going to eat it, but they're like, I was like, no, wait. You guys have to spit on it first before I eat it. So they're like, uh, oh, fuck, that's so weird. Okay. So they're, all four of them started spitting on the Mentos, and then they started calling over other people like, come on, uh, Kyle's going to eat this. Come spit on this shit. And then everybody, there's like more people started showing up, like five, ten, and then they're all a group of like ten people spitting on it. And then somebody's like hawking loogies on it. Somebody was loogie was on it that was fucking bloody. So it was just like this bloody white crushed up uh, piece of Mentos. And uh, guess guess what I did? Well, I already heard the story, so I can't guess. We'll okay. let the audience guess. I ate it. I shoved it down my gullet. And that was the first time I ate something disgusting. So they, and it's not the last. It time. won't be the last time. It won't be the last time. But uh, yeah. I, there was a whole lot of eating stuff. There was a whole lot of jumping off roofs. There was a whole lot of uh, <laughs> teeping kids' houses. There was a lot of saran wrapping parents of those kids' houses, and, but shitting on it first. So now, hang on. Now I want to hear about that. Which Sur- saran wrapping a kid's ha- a house? How do you do no, that? Their parents' car. Their car. So you would uh, take. How long does that take? And how many how many rolls of saran wrap does it take? You would have to buy like three or four, depending on the car size. Then you would before you wrap it, you shit on the hood of the car, hmm. and then you saran start saran wrap. So when do you, do you do this in the middle of the night so no you one do can it see? Like you? At 10, 11 p.m. Okay, what time we got really? You bold. shit on on a, on a, on their parents' car. Yeah, you shit on it. What's then, the goal? Because they're like, fuck saran wrap. God damn it. Okay, let's get this off. But you're not. Take, are you pranking take, the kid? You're p- pranking the whole family. You're sending the whole family. But what are the horror. parents like? What, what's the enjoyment? 
I guess as an adult, maybe because I'm only thinking about this as an adult, it's just like, just just the sheer horror of like, you're trying to get to work <laughs> and you get to your car and it's saran wrapped. And then once they're done unbuckling the saran wrap, they find there's shit there's on it. smeared shit all over it. Damn it. That's, I, that is so calm. <laughs> I would not be like, damn it. I would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I am going to find who did this. And they, So the whole thing is they get so angry like that. If they did, they would take out their anger on their own son. So like one of our classmates, they would take out the anger. So the end goal is child abuse. Yep. Holy shit. We, we got way too bold. Like Apparently. Way, way too bold. And we started doing it during the day. Taking uh, shits, shits, shits on cars in the day. And uh, egging houses and stuff. This one time we egged this girl named Gabby's house. And uh, we're walking. We're actually, we got out of the car. We used to go to uh, Winco. It's, it's like, uh, what's the equivalent Winco over here? It's like uh, BJ's. Okay. So we got like uh, two dozen eggs for like $5. Something like ridiculous. That's. These that's eggs, really expensive. These eggs smell that's, like shit. No, it was a lot of eggs. Mine had two dozen. Okay. It was just like a whole crate of eggs. Okay. But they were like shitty eggs. They sm- like smelled like fresh out of the asshole. Like they, you smelled them. They smelled like yeah. ass. Um, and we went, we like parked the car like a block down. We walked over to Gabby's house and we started egging the fucking house and then getting all the eggs out, egging and egging. And we're like right in front of the house. And then the dad comes out like, Hey, what are you little shits doing? And we're like, Oh, fuck run. And we started running towards the car and then fucking got in the car. And he by then was in his truck and he started like honking his horn. He's like, I'm going to call the cops, but it's kind of weird for him to chase us down. And we started uh, driving away and like we end up like trying to get away from them, like go, cutting these corners and everything. This is in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like there's a whole lot of cul-de-sacs yeah. and shit like that. So we end up in a cul-de-sac and um, the uh, there was like a gap between the street, the cul-de-sac and there's like bars in the middle. So I was like, I was like drunk in the back of the trunk, like giving my buddy directions, like turn left here, turn left here. But I'm like, I don't know why he was listening to me. Um, and then he, Did you, you didn't know the area at all. No, I was just oh. like, turn left, turn right. or turn this. And I was, so like we end up in a cul-de-sac and I was like, just, just go over the cul-de-sac, go over the, 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 the barrier in the middle. So he, uh, there's like a three, four foot barrier. He had a Jeep. So he just rams his car up this like barrier to get on the other side of the street. And, uh, we get away from this. Fuck. Nice. Good, but good not ending. really. No. But kind of nice. Yeah. This is nice to like realize like we got away. So you egged he, his car? We egged his car, his house, whatever our, our eggs. <laughs> I feel touch. like the real damage of egging is only if you don't know about it. Because if you just wash it off real quick, then yeah, I think if you you're don't, okay. If you don't, then the paint off. gets fucked. Yeah. yeah. It's just fun. Being destructive is fun, especially at a young age. Hmm. You never did anything destructive as a kid like that? Uh, A little bit. Nothing that extreme. Uh... Yeah, like I like we would like try and set things on fire and like do crazy shit, but like uh, nothing like egging nothing nothing to try and mess somebody else up. Did your parents let you do it? No, they were always furious when we found out that like we were trying to set things on fire. Like I think the one thing was like um, filling balloons up with kerosene. What? I don't. No, no, no. It was um, tiki torch fuel. Okay. And we got really weirded out by it because um, you ever touch an oil and then it makes your body feel hot? <laughs> no. There's certain oils. I can't remember which. What, I think it was Tiki tor- Torch Fuel. What the fuck? 
And when it gets on you, when it touches your skin, your whole body feels really hot. Like your skin starts to feel hot. And it really freaked us like out. Like your body's like, this is bad. Don't. Yeah, it was this. like, it was like, it felt like you were dying. Like it felt like our skin just like started like, like it just felt like you were getting cooked and then it would go away. But like, it was a really weird thing. But anyway, like I think the one thing we did was like, yeah, we made like, we filled up water balloons with t- um, with tiki torches, uh, torch fuel, and then like set them on fire. But like, it'd be kind of cool, but That's it wouldn't scary. be like, how would you fill the water balloons up? It's just the normal. You just take a like a, a canister of uh, tiki torch fuel, take the balloon, you know, pour it in. You but that's how it. it was so very sloppy, and so it would get all over our hands, and and that's like, yeah, I remember that that, that sensation of just being like, what is going on with my body? Like I feel like I'm on fire. Um, my, my, I, w- I used to like get a Lysol spray and get a lighter. Yeah, I would do shit get, like that. My mom caught me doing it once uh, with my cousin, and uh, at first she was mad. But then my mom would just let me do whatever the fuck I want. I mean, come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Your yeah. kid just goes through all that shit. Yeah. Finds him just lighting shit on fire in the back. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, don't, you can't do this. Okay. KJ, you can't be doing this. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it safely in the backyard under my supervision. So she was just watching me and my cousins just light shit on fire <laughs> in the backyard. Uh, when I, so I did a lot of theater and all that. And they're... Uh, Is that why your hair looks like that? Why? What well, looks like what? Because you're in theater? I don't understand. Because like in theater, don't you have to get into character and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe we you play like any characters that maybe you were losing hair, had Propecia or something? Uh, Propecia? I don't think Propecia is related to hair. Propecia is like Elmer Fudd's disease, where you just can't grow hair on certain That's parts. That's alopecia. Of your body. Yeah. So okay. Did you play anybody with alopecia and like it never grew back? Uh, no. Um, I played the in this the, this particular play that I remember. I played um like a sixty year old man, and I had to have all kinds of shit in my hair, like moose, gray hairspray. I think they put yeah no they did they put shoe polish in my hair. Um, that's probably what fucked your hair up, bro. It might have been just dumping. I want to see a picture with you with hair. Uh, yeah, I could get one for you. Um, but yeah, I remember we would run around the theater chasing each other with like pretending we were had flamethrowers with like hairspray cans mm-hmm. and just like chase each other with lighters and all that. And the thing is, like, that was one of those things where in heights I was like, "What the fuck were we doing? We're running around a theater. There is nothing but curtains and old wood." and nail polish in your hair nail polish in my hair and uh the second floor was all just old costumes and that's where like when shit goes up in a blaze it's from like old buildings yeah we could have burned the whole place down very easily Could have been like that scene from fucking inglorious bastards yeah, it would have, it would have, like, it was an old factory. So this was a place called Dream Rights in uh, York. It was an old dusty factory made out of wood. Literally, like, the second floor is just, they, they would, every time they buy costumes, they keep them so they can reuse them or restylize them or what have you later. What what grade were you in? That was when I was, like, 13, 14. So... I don't think I've ever asked you about this. Somebody else told me 
so you were in homeschool? Yeah, I was homeschooled. Yeah. So you also had you're in theater and you weren't in homeschool. No, I did all kinds of stuff when I when, yeah I was homeschooled. Uh, that was actually that particular play was a quote unquote homeschooled play. <laughs> um, so what it was was uh, so it was through a nonprofit organization called Dream Rights. Anybody that's from this area probably knows what I'm talking about. Dream Rights is this thing that is very fascinating. Um, it is this lady who she started a uh, a production company, a, a theater specifically for kids. It's called Dream Rights, and they intentionally would like so they would do plays that demanded as many people as possible. And they would do two casts. So normally, if you have a play, you have like a starring role and you might have like an underwriter or like a, what's it, what do they call it? Like an understudy, something like that. Um, you might have like a backup, you know, that type of thing. In this case, they would have two casts. So two people playing the exact same role. So for example, if you do the play The Hobbit, you have two different actors playing Bilbo. So Friday night, one actor plays Bilbo. Saturday, another actor plays Bilbo. Sunday, another actor plays Bilbo. A bit it's more complicated confusing. than that. But is it the same? Do they do it in an order too? Or is it just like, okay, Robbie is going to be Bilbo this day. And then the next day we're going to do scene two and it's going to be this black no, it's all Jerome. You do the same play. Now, here's where it does get interesting is you could swap. So you would rehearse for a month or two with your cast. So let's say you have cast A and cast B. Again, they did it differently. They were into, they they had a they had a bunch of, they had this really figured out like they really had this figured out. Um, but basically, let's say uh, I'm I'm playing Bilbo in cast A, and KJ is playing Bilbo in cast B. Okay, so you have the Friday night showing. I have the Saturday matinee. No, no, no. Uh, I have the Saturday night uh, showing, and you have the Saturday matinee showing. Right. But would it continue like to that? Like would it be it like would be, you ones? would do an entire play. Okay, so, so you it, do the entire play start to end. I do the entire play start to end. Okay, that makes more sense. Now I, here's where it's interesting. Okay, and 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 this is it's so funny how all of this is coming back to me. I don't think about this stuff, but it all comes back to me. So you do a play. So you and I rehearse together a little bit because we're both playing Bilbo. Maybe we memorize our lines together. Okay, then very quickly we break off, and I only rehearse with cast A. And you only rehearsed with cast B. Okay. So then maybe there's one day or two days where we need a switch. So you do uh, a play with cast A and I do a play with cast B. So now I'm doing a play that I have rehearsed with a group of people that I've basically never rehearsed it with. And boy, would things be different. It is so weird. And it's the same director, same producers, same light team, same audio team, same music team. All of those people are the same, but the actors are different. And you would just get this incredibly shock of this, like, because you don't know what these people, you might like, um, you might rehearse a little bit, like yeah. with people before you might be like, okay, so, you know, how do you guys normally do this? How do you guys normally do that? And, uh, like just try to try and get the timing mm -hmm. down, but you would go out on stage and it would just be like, whoa, like it just really shock you how different the other cast would do. And it just be from like a month and a half of rehearsal. Uh, but you do it like differently 
with people long enough and you know you just you just kind of get like a completely different timing but that company was called dream rights and they're still around they're way more legit now like i remember visiting them when i was in high school like when i was like a senior in high school and it was just like oh my god what happened like they they turned into a i think i'm pretty sure they're still a thing and it went from being this like oh isn't this cute to being like what like this is almost like like it's professional like they've got professional lights it's like a professional theater. Um, I still haven't been there, but it's in York. I'm curious uh, with being homeschooled. So you were most of your sessions were at home, and your parents were teaching you. My mom, yeah, my so mom is a teacher. Okay, so your mom was teaching. She was a teacher outside. She was a teacher before I was born, and she's a teacher now. So when she she was a teacher before you were born, she was pregnant, had the baby, and then just taught. Didn't go back to school. They decided to be to homeschool us. Yeah. So she didn't go back teaching. She or was she teaching and then come back home teaching? Uh she no, she didn't teach while she was teaching us. Okay. So, so she was, made her full time job teaching us. So the, so then she would teach you and then she would say, You're taking a theater class. You're like, okay. No, 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 and no, no, then, no. No, that would be like extracurricular. And those were things that we wanted to do. So I wanted to play soccer. So like in middle school, I played soccer a little bit. Like PE or something? Yeah, just like some bullshit, whatever. Um, I wanted to do uh, theater. So we did theater. Uh, And then in high school, I wanted to play football and wrestling. So I did football and wrestling. I never thought about that to now. I don't know why I've never asked you this. I don't, I didn't think you, I didn't know you were homeschooled. Somebody, Jamie, who we had on podcasts, he was like, yeah, it explains a lot. Robbie's homeschooled. I'm like, what do you mean? And I, I thought about it. Uh, I see you no differently than I, any of my Dude, friends I think that is, school. when I hear people say that, it, it to me, it is the cringiest. It is so stupid when people say that. Like, so that's what's so funny to me is people, it's one of those things where people don't realize that they're playing into some type of stupid joke where it's like when people say, um, like, I, like find out that I was homeschooled, the first thing they say is, oh, that explains so much. And yeah, you hear it so often that it's like when I hear people say that, I, I judge them pretty hard. When I hear people say like, oh, that explains so much because I'm like, you have no idea how basic you just sounded right now. Like you literally didn't think at all. You literally had the same knee jerk reaction as, as every else. other person. Yeah, it, it makes the, it, uh, that's why it surprises me. Like, it makes no sense. Plus, it, I don't see how it matters. Although like everything that you do of how I met you, I'm like, oh, it's just, I don't, I guess if I said, oh, this guy's homeschooled then you would maybe not be able to like make eye contact with me or tell me stories or anything. So that, that's, that's the what first I thing I always explain is. to people is it, it is, it is so obvious and, and it just blows my mind that people can't figure this out because all you got to do, hang on. Uh, all you got to do is think about it for like half a second. So like people think, okay, all right. So, uh, home, being homeschooled means that you're not socially intelligent, that you didn't socialize that type of thing. I'm just going to give you the opportunity to try and explain, just think about it for a second. Why would that not be true? Why would it not be true? Okay, I'll play dev- devil's advocate. Yeah. So I think it would be you're not around as much people as you would be at a public school. Like, right, and so plus counter- hard, and plus hard like like a diversity of like being bullied, thugs, like uh, really cool people. Then you get to pick your own path and and try to avoid these people and just realize everybody's okay, really right. shitty. No, I've heard all that. Think about it a little bit longer. Why would that not be true? Because you're at home and playing video games and just fucking around the whole time. No, but why? So why would it not be true that being homeschooled makes you less socially intelligent? Why would it not be true? Yes. 
Why would it not? Why think about it this way? What could be a very obvious reason why it would make no difference as to whether you are homeschooled or not, as to whether or not you are socially intelligent? Uh, excuse me. I think the, I think it, for not a, for your example, but most parents aren't teachers. Okay. All right. No, you, you, you failed. You failed. All right. Think of the most socially awkward person you know. You. <laughs> I'm confused on what you're asking. <laughs> imagine, imagine the most socially awkward person you know. Okay, okay imagine them in your head. Mm-hmm. All right, you got somebody in mind? There is a 99.9% chance that that person was public school. How do you know that? Because 99.9% of all people in this country go to public school. All of the socially awkward people you deal with every day, all of the people that just don't get it, all of the people that you're like, wow, why would you say something like that? They all were public schooled, right? It's no different than anything else. What I always tell people is intelligence is intelligence, right? Going to public school doesn't make you intelligent. Going to uh, uh, being homeschooled doesn't make you intelligent. Social intelligence is a form of intelligence. It really is that simple. Right, the uh, the rain, the odds of a person being socially intelligent, it has nothing to do with where did they go to public school, were they exposed to this, or were they exposed to that, that type of thing. It has to do with are they intelligent in this particular category. Yeah, I, I think the only reason why I would want my kid to be in a public school is if I had some type of wealth and I didn't want them to be surrounded with a the same like minded like. I'm going to put my kids in public school if I have kids. And I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't, (laughs) for the same reason that it doesn't hurt you, it doesn't, like basically what I'm saying is it does, because it doesn't hurt you to not go to public school, it doesn't hurt you to go to public school either. I mean, other than uh, the obvious reason. Yeah. School shootings. Well, there's that. You don't want your kid to be shot. There's that. I mean, okay, yeah. So there's, look, I mean, there's a lot of public schools really, really suck. But again, here, I mean, you know, you go, when I went to college, you know, it's like, I think of myself as an extremely intelligent person. And, you know, I know a lot of stuff. And I, I think about a lot of things very critically. I like to think about philosophy and that type of thing. And I go to college. And guess who I meet? A bunch of other really smart people. And none of them were homeschooled, right? It wasn't like the only people I could hang out with were homeschooled people because those were all the smartest people. Who They were the only most educated people. I did get a fantastic education from my mom. And most homeschooled people are slightly more educated than most public school people. But the fact of the matter is you can be super educated in high school. If you don't keep it up, if you don't maintain your intelligence, what I always explain to people is intelligence and fitness are mirror twins of the same concept. If you are very smart in high school and then you just fuck off for your whole life, it's no different than being like a track star in high school. And then, you know, you don't go to the gym and you don't work out and you're going to get fat and lazy. Your mind is a muscle. Your mind is like a muscle. If, If you don't, stay sharp. I mean, we see this all the time. This is why I make fun of baby boomers all the time. 
because they retire or they had a job that didn't yeah. work them work their brains up. And so they're like, I don't know. I'm, how do I find this store? Uh, what do you mean? What's Google? Well, it's like, how did you get lost? How did you get lost? I get things happen quick, but I was there. Okay. Because when I was a kid, there was cassettes, right? I'm sure it's not as crazy as a jump as like, you know, being raised in the 50s. But I saw the jump, right? When I was a kid, we did not use the internet. Okay. So where did you get lost? You got lost because you were going to get lost anyway, because you gave up. You gave up on your mind. You gave up on your body. You gave up. And the same thing happens where it's like, so I'm going to send my kid to uh, public school. It, ultimately, you can educate this kid as much as you want. But if the kid isn't going to take that and keep going with it, it doesn't matter. If they're 30 years old and they're not staying on top of their shit, if they're not still learning, still curious, still asking questions, still problem solving, then it didn't matter, right? Because it's a it's a maintenance thing. It's not a, oh, I'm educated, right? I mean, just think about like how much shit changes in science or in anything. Like think about things that have changed in 10 years, right? Like yeah. uh, eggs are bad for you. Good Eggs are good for you, whatever. Things change. So you can't just be educated and th like, that's it. I know it all. No, don't worry. I learned it in high school. It's it doesn't work like that. It's also the ability to find the right people to help you or the amount of attention that you get from that person. Cause like with your mom, she, I mean, she gave you and your family, like the ultimate attention. Cause she was always there for you, giving you like, I don't know that that's a plus. It, I think it's a plus. Maybe not if maybe it's not for your mom, but you have more uh, of a, uh, and like a knee up in life, you're more ahead in life because you had somebody there to like put their full. So I mean, but the the thing about it is like they were gonna do that anyway. Like if I went to public school, my parents were still gonna be involved in my life. They were still gonna care. Like people have this like my my parents like thought that like, uh, like this would be healthier because, you know, they could they could give me a better education. I would get more yeah you know, time with my parents and yeah. that type of thing. And uh, ultimately, it's just like, it wasn't going to make a difference. Like, it doesn't, there's so many people that I know that are, that are just like, they're pretty similar to me in the sense of they're still curious. Well, do you remember they're that, still. Do you remember that No Kid Left Behind movement? Yeah. A lot of kids were getting left behind because. So they that would be the attention. negative side of public schools is that, so like, yeah, if you live in a poor school district, most, you know. most of the public schools, especially in California, are like that. You could, it's, it's based off of like the area. I mean, if you could go from like Napa Valley, California, yeah. and have this awesome. Well, that's school how the whole country is. But you can't live in there because how fucking expensive it is. So you have to go to this like really shitty part yeah. of. Uh, well, that's why I would say, I mean, when we did county. that podcast um, with the Screw Boys, and you were talking about conspiracies about yeah. and all that. And I was saying, like, like, if you look at the school system, it, it honestly seems like it was designed by an evil villain designed to keep poor people poor and yeah. rich people rich. When you decide, you say, hey, we're going to make a school system where all the rich people pay taxes to the rich school and the rich school just gets better and better. And all the poor people pay taxes to the poor school and the poor school just stays shittier and gets mm. probably shittier. That would seem like a plan designed by an evil villain. Like, to intentionally oppress poor people. The reality is, though, that it's probably more just inept, just complete, just incompetence, and just the, the sheer unimaginable level of incompetence of our government. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean that would be the that would be a situation where it's like, see, now the thing about homeschooling is then you have to take one person out of the workforce, and your mom can't work or something like that. So you still have to be able to afford or try to afford uh, to have one non-working uh, family member, which by modern standards is pretty difficult because yeah. people don't make enough money to be able to do that. But yeah, I mean, if you can do that, if you're in a poor district and you can't do, if you can't leave, then you know, homeschooling may be a better alternative. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't matter. I mean, I probably still was going to be smart one way or another because smart people, I mean, I always tell people, it's like intelligence is a form of desire. Smart people know things because they want to. It's just a matter of I spend my time going to the gym because I want to. I spend my time at the gym listening to audiobooks and learning things. Because I want to. Smart people want to be smart. Smart people want to know things. Stupid people don't. Stupid people don't care. Stupid people don't know things because they don't want to know things. That's how it is. Right? And my, my parents, my dad, is crazy curious. He spends, he knows everything about World War II. I mean, other than like a couple things I'll tell him every now and then. Like I might like learn some new thing. But this dude, I'm telling you, he he is like a history. He's like a historian. My dad is like a historian. He knows, in terms of military history, he knows the ups and downs. He knows the whole goddamn thing, okay? He only knows that because he's curious and because he wants to know. He wants to know more about history. You're telling me that if I grow up with a father that wants to know about history and my mom wants to know about linguistics and philosophy, I'm going to just not care? Like, no, that's my genes, and that's the culture I'm raised with. That's my parents. And if they care about me, and if I'm excited mm -hmm. by them, if, if they instill a passion in me, it doesn't fucking matter. I'll, can, I'll, I'll take, you know, I'll go to some stupid public school, and then by night, I'm going to do the same thing I do anyway. I'm going to keep learning, because that's what I do now. I'm an adult. I'm not, I didn't stop learning. I keep learning, because I love learning. Like, it's, that's the thing that's so silly to me about... Like public school versus homeschool or really any of these things. It's at the end of the day, you have to try and get people to be interested in learning. Do they are they interested in exercising their brain? Just like are they interested in exercising their body? So this whole system of anything, anything you're doing is ridiculous because if they're going to just give up as soon as they turn 18, you've just wasted 20 years of, of time. Yeah, I, I think... Um I think I wasted a lot of my time reading. I think certain books I probably shouldn't have read. To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah. I hate when people bring up To Kill a Mockingbird. I, I, I don't remember a single goddamn thing about that book. I was so pissed because we spent like the whole semester reading that stupid fucking book. And I was in extra classes because I missed three years of my uh, ch childhood school, in grade school, being in the hospital, which there was some form of... Uh, like homeschool uh, from some of the teachers or the nurses coming over and teaching you. But realistically, they would just like want you to be happy. So a lot of those kids weren't happy just being like fighting cancer and then going on a 60 minute break to go then try to learn. So most of those learning classes was just a room filled with computers that had like computer games on them. So it was just a lot of that. But in high school, when we were reading uh i think it was it was eighth grade when we were reading to kill a mockingbird bird they would 
periodically pull me out of class, be like, oh, it's time, KJ, it's time to go uh, take your extra math class. So I had no electives. So a lot of my electives, you had, every kid had two electives. So you get to choose something you'd like, you know, something like theater or uh, soccer or whatever. So those were filled with math and English. So I, I, I was like, oh, I want to do like yeah. home ec or I want to take another PE class. So they're like, nope, you have to take another math class. Yeah. So I fucking hated school. I was like, yeah. fuck this. All right, whatever. But, um, so yeah, we're going to watch the kill a mockingbird. We're going to watch the movie. So I was like, all right, fuck yeah. Finally. So like, I remember like halfway through the movie, they pulled me for, uh, to go take an extra English class, but I, I found it so hilarious. That movie is so fucking dark. And those, most of the people were crying. Yeah. And I did not cry at all. Like even reading the book, but like the, the, when he's snapping those niggas necks and shit like that shit was hilarious dude that shit was hilarious a, a, a big man who didn't know his own strength I mean, come on dude i don't How remember do find- a single thing about that book i remember not caring i don't know why maybe because it was hyped up so much and it still is yeah oh 100 the uh speaking of hyped up i know you have this aura about you that you just like came back from like a well, really it like just a- it, it it when when people say like oh it explains so much that that really does like I, it really <laughs> irritates the shit out of me because uh, I hear it so much and sometimes like there are things that like when you hear it enough it stops bothering you and then there are certain things in life that like when you hear it enough at a certain point it just it annoys you more and more every single time. Yeah, and then you use that power to just go on fucking rants and just like find humor in it. Well, it's all, but it's just like, what the fuck does it explain? Does and it, every time I ask people that, they're like, "Oh, that explains so much." I'm like, "What? What does it explain? Well, Tell then, me what it explains." Then you scare them, and they don't want to explain it. What does it explain? Okay, I could tell you like what it explains. What a does it bit. explain? So there's this new chicken place we've been going to, yeah, uh, called Route 66 fucking amazing chicken yeah amazing i guess they're known for their hamburgers but I, i'd even think twice to have one nah. of their hamburgers until he gave us one for free yeah um i ate it cold and it was all right it was yeah good. i'm starting a new religion off of it but so, more to, more for that yeah later. i'm sure you've, you've seen us posting about it. it's fucking amazing but uh the first time we went there um i was you had to go to the bathroom so you went off to the bathroom and i was talking to the gentleman the owner and i was like yeah yeah man this chicken's really hurt i heard it's really good he's like oh yeah thank you so much like we're bullshitting we're talking i was like looking at the menu i was like yeah i think i'll get the the nashville chicken he's like okay do you want any mayonnaise or i put onions on do you want i'm like yeah it's fine and then out of nowhere you come like did you find it and you yelled at him and us and i was like oh hey and then he's all like he got startled he's like oh well, who's who's it? He's like looking at you like, who the fuck's this? You're like, did you find it? I'm like, yeah, it's Nashville chicken. He's like, well, and the guy's like, oh, look at this guy. He's like, did you find it? Like he's looking for a terrorist or something. Like he was like on that level. And then that 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 level of just a small like interruption of like I'm talking to somebody and you're just like yelling at me, but it's if it, he felt like you were yelling at him. I could see that a little bit of homeschool in you a little bit. So it explains that. <laughs> <laughs> it explains the, the, the if anytime you get um, the thought. So then, of what explains food, you screaming all the time? Uh, just getting yelled at all the time by kids. I just don't get it. I feel like if someone said the same thing about you, it would literally just make just as much sense. I think it's one of those things where it just if you're weird, the, if you're weird and you do weird things. No, it, it's to, the, it, the the whole like oh that explains it is just like one of those things where it, 
You're just going to make it make sense. Let's do an experiment. I'm just going to start saying I'm homeschooled. And then we'll see how people react. All right, go for it. Because you were actually homeschooled. I wasn't. Yeah. So I'm going to start You're literally going to get the same thing I got. You don't think I could tell like, you. I could tell you. You're lying to me. They're going to be like, I could you're tell lying you, to me. You ain't homeschooled. I could tell you step for step what's going to happen. You're going to say, yeah, uh, uh, so are you homeschooled? Yeah. Oh, that explains a lot. What does it explain? Well, t- you, could, you could do that. You could do that. Or you could just sit there and like just listen to the cringy like, oh, so did you guys just like uh, hang on your pajamas all day? Oh, that must be pretty cool. Did you play video games all day? Oh, that. Oh, that's cool. So, what your teacher was like, <laughs> your mom, like, <laughs> like just like the same thing over and over again. And it's so, it's just so weird to me where it's like, no matter what, everybody does the same thing, and they all think they're being original. And you just, you're just not, you're just saying the same thing that the last guy said. Yeah. I would love to hear. It's kind of like you know when you have like a weird name, like last name Gay or something like. Like if you have, it's kind of like one of those situations where it's like I challenge you to say something I haven't heard. I challenge you to come up with something that I have not heard. Especially the easy outs, like the easy jokes. It's like like South Park's big. Especially when I was in middle school and high school, I was going by Kyle, and I I still get that to this day. If somebody figures out like KJ stands for Kyle Jr., like oh Kyle. They do that stupid yeah. fuck. I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> South Park. I don't watch South Park. I know of South Park, yeah. but it's like the easy joke. Well, that's, I mean, that's your loss, but yeah. How's that my loss? Because South Park's incredible. It's a cartoon. There's a certain point. We it's need, incredible. We need to fucking grow up. Stop watching, stop watching Disney that. Plus. I know you don't believe we that. We need to stop watching Disney Plus. We need to stop watching cartoons at night. Okay. We, enough of this Rick and Morty bullshit. Now who's homeschooled? Now who sounds homeschooled? So, um, <laughs> so I uh, kind of wanted to talk to you about your date the other day. Oh, yeah. Well, before we talk about my date, let's do our sponsors. Oh, yeah, my bad. I actually forgot about that. I know we've been pressed for time on these sponsors. So I'm, I want to say uh, I apologize for the sponsors. I know you. We, we're using this time to talk about stories, but... Let's uh let's pull up the first sheet. Yeah, here. we got we got money to make. We got paper I to stack. Get a glass of water before we start this because I know the sponsors have been telling us when our mouths need to be. That's true. Yeah. Our next sponsor is the Move It Chair. The Move It Chair is a chair that moves you. Maybe maybe you play a lot of games. Maybe you are a big Netflix binger. Maybe you maybe you like reading. I love reading. You like reading, okay? We've all done it. We've all sat in our chair for 12 15 hours, 24 hours. We're sitting in a couple a chair of days. Now. Some people grow into their chairs. People do it. It's a thing. 
the chairs, you know, the chairs these days, they're so comfortable. They're so comfortable. And it's kind of hard to get out of chairs. And the thing about it is, is that you kind of got to do it. You kind of got to get out of your chair. You kind of got to move. You just got to get a little bit of blood flow going, right? Because otherwise, if you're just sitting there watching Netflix over and over again, and you keep hitting, yes, I'm still watching. A couple hours later, yes, Netflix, I'm still watching. Like, you know, you've been there for so long. You got to think about the fact, you know, your blood, it's just not moving. It's not doing anything. You got to stand up. You got to pee. You got to do whatever. That's where the move it chair comes in. The move it chair is a chair that moves you. You stay in the chair, but you move. It actually, the chair extends your legs. It extends your back. It does all of those things for you, so you don't have to. And a lot of the time, uh, when you're sleeping, you're not moving. Yeah. So when you can most do, of the time, most of the time, I would uh, like to say I'm probably still bodied. So what this chair does is it moves you around even when you sleep. It recognizes by your breath control when you're sleeping that if you're in REM sleep or not. So when you go into REM sleep, re- sleep, it will actually start moving your ankles up to your, uh, down to your toes. And that's where most of your body deterioration comes from is ankle to toes. So with this new technology of judging when you're in REM sleep or not, body deterioration's dropped down 25% in this recent study. Guys, nice. this chair is for everybody. Okay, so you're, you're not a, a mover. You don't like moving. Get the move it chair so you move. You do like moving. You're a mover. Great. Great. Then great. So this is a chair. This is a chair that allows you to move that you sit in. And right? a lo- and a lot of It's the best of both worlds. It's the best of both worlds. A lot of You move and you sit. You move and you sit. And a lot of movers use this technology. Yeah. They constantly come home. They're worried. They say, wife, leave me alone. I have to move furniture around. Honey, don't move the furniture around. You're not at work. <sighs> stressed out, stressed out. Then they go to sleep in this new move it chair. They feel like they're right at home. They constantly go to sleep. They get in that REM cycle. They get their ankles buffed out. And... And, and, and folks, work. just like the Select Comfort, this Move It chair has many different levels and many different modes. If you're first just getting started off, you might want to keep it at a nice, even level five. It just moves every couple of minutes. Now, if you're a freak like me, you like keep it on the move, you probably want it to move five times every minute, right? And when I'm talking about five times, I'm talking about just like KJ was saying, you can go touch your toes, right? You can, you can fully extend. You can have one leg up, one leg down, one arm out, whatever. Basically, you just never stop moving. You're watching Disney Plus. You're watching Hulu. You're watching porn. It doesn't matter. The chair just keeps moving. It's always moving. You're always moving. It's always moving. And together, we are Move It Nation. Hashtag Move It Nation. Promo code SB Podcast 24-7. And you, as you can see, we're both excited about this new technology. So keep on keeping on, guys. And remember, don't stop moving our next sponsor our next sponsor is ferociously fury are you a, the type of fury fury that you like watching fury videos um, and you're not too sure if you're uh, if this is bestiality hey, hey, or not I'm sorry I'm sorry hang on it's not it's it's furry it's not fury it's furry Wait, what? So it's it's ferociously furry, not fury. Okay, me furry. Let me try again. Yeah, let's do it again. Yeah. Hey guys, KJ here. Are you excited for the this next app I'm gonna tell you about, which is sponsoring the podcast? Well, here it comes for ferociously. F- 
Fury at ferociouslyfury.com. This fer- Ferociously Fury, uh, they are you tired? Are you tired of watching furry videos and then and if you don't you don't know uh, that it's bestiality or not is bestiality legal is it not well it is with this app this app uses the best face swap technology where you can take the image of your favorite cat your dog whatever pet you have in your system on your phone in the camera roll you could put it on uh, actual human being and then you could start doing it legally. That's right, folks. From the stunning VFX team that brought you the movie Cats featuring Taylor Swift, they have finally cracked the code. You can now turn anybody into a cat. And I mean a cat, just like in the movie Cats, like Idris Elba, Taylor Swift. If you like that uncanny valley between humans and cats, Ferociously Furry is the app for you. And that's not all. There is so much more to this app, folks. I'm telling you, if you are a furry, you probably you got to know about it, right? They actually this this app actually has uh, echolocation. So as soon as you get in the same vicinity of somebody that has this app that's in the furry, firstly furry people, then they start a loud clicking noise goes off so high you don't even recognize it. So your phone will pick it up, and you could meet up with that person, put on your favorite furry costume, and get going. Get going. Grinder is for gays. Tinders is for the straights. Ferociously Fury Furry is for the furries. So download this app now and don't forget, guys, use promo code SBPODCAST247. And we do like the furries. Yes, we um We support the furries. I support them more than Robbie does, and that's how it's gonna go for the rest of this podcast. Our next sponsor is Nickel and Dime Me. Are you tired of your waitress coming over and asking for the tip? And you're not too sure how math works? Well, I'll tell you what. Nickel and Dime Me brings the best technology of figuring out if your waitress is a piece of shit or not. It judges their performance off of wait time, food quality, Instagram posts, social media likes. So... The service and the person's personality comes into fact. Then at the end of your meal, you'll press end this meal and you will get a accurate, a very accurate. It's about 75 to 80% accurate of their tip amount. And guys, this month, this starting this month right now is the most exciting time to be a member of Nickel and Dime because if you get their trial augmented glasses, it will actually scan the waiter for you. The future is now, folks. Glasses can scan waiters and tell you if you should tip them or how much you should tip them. It takes everything into account. Their height, their race, their weight, how attractive they are. And if you are a premium member, if you're a premium member, I should say, it will advise you as to whether or not you should leave your number. Wow, I did not know that, Robbie. And that is awesome to hear. Uh, I'm a big fan of this company because I'm a big fan of judging people, and and especially in the service industry. I I always tell people, treat them as you see them. If you see them as a a piece of cottage cheese-looking garbage, treat them like a piece of cottage cheese-looking spoiled milk, okay? So... (laughs) 
Keep in mind, this is a trial run, and this will give you the best accurate answer in tip amount for your waiters and people. Nickel and Dimey, the biggest Kickstarter in history, the biggest Kickstarter project in history, built by two brothers in a garage with a dream. They went on Kickstarter. They got $14 million in three days, and now they're here, and now you can be a part of it. Thank you, Leonard and Victoria Tim Leonard. That's their names. Yeah. That's their names. Most interesting names I've ever heard. Thank you, Victoria, Tim, and Leonard. Don't forget to use promo code SBPODCAST247. Our next podcast is the Curtains Plus Warehouse. Curtains Plus Warehouse is the number one warehouse in America for curtains. Curtains Plus Warehouse has dominated the curtain industry for 150 years, folks. These are the finest curtains in the world, and you cannot get them on Amazon. You cannot use them on Prime. If you want the finest curtains, we're talking 600 thread count. If you want the finest curtains in the world, curtainsplusWarehouse.com. Only place that you can get them. No next day delivery, unfortunately. No expedited delivery, unfortunately. But... That's because this is a premium service and curtainsplusWarehouse.com is just, they understand that premium customers have premium time. You know, if you got the money for these kind of curtains, you got the time. So folks, if you got the money, use promo code SBPODCAST247 to get $50 off your next curtain. And I'll add a little something on this uh, sponsor. I wasn't a big fan until I got mine. I ordered mine two months ago. Yeah. Still haven't got them in. Yeah. Takes a while. But I know quality is worth the wait. And when I get mine in, they sent me a little patch of the one I ordered just for a tester. And that came in probably like three weeks. And it's soft. And I don't know anything about thread counts. I know nothing about whatever the fuck you use to judge uh, how soft a thing is. I don't know either. But this instructions here, I have them right here. Pull it up. It says, for the best quantity, rub them on your lips. So I started rubbing this on my lips. A lot of debris came off my lips, as in like... uh, Packaging. Packaging. Yeah. Um, But after I got through the packaging, my lips have never been more smooth in my whole life. That's one of the weirdest things about them. Folks, it's true what they say at uh, Kearns Plus Warehouse. The curtains match the drapes. Every curtain comes with matching drapes. And that is why they have been the leader in curtains for 150 years, folks. CurtainsplusWarehouse.com. And thank you guys for sending uh, the sample. Uh, I just want to thank all of our sponsors. Um, please send more samples because I will not, I will not sell your products on our podcast if I don't get more samples. Give me the samples, and we will not have a problem. Guess if I mean. I don't care about the samples as much as KJ does, but if you don't mind, uh, just because KJ won't stop talking about it, if you could get those samples, samples? I I would really appreciate uh, some more samples because he, he, we were just in the car and he won't stop talking about these samples. I don't know what it is about the samples, but all I'm going to say is it's a testament to currentsplusWarehouse.com, currentsplusWarehouse.com. That is Curtains. Plus warehouse.com. Send more samples. You want to try and fit one more in? 
Yeah. Let's just do one more. Okay. That brings us to our next sponsor, Martha's Vineyards. Yeah. Martha's Vineyards is the number one leader in providing stem cell research into your own home. Yeah, not to be confused with Marcia, Martha's Vineyards, the real estate, you know, megalo fucking crazy area of millionaires and all that shit. We're talking about the subsidiary company, Martha's Vineyards Stem Cells Research. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Nothing to do with whatever Robbie just said. Yeah. I wasn't too familiar with the, uh, the, the business Robbie just said, but Martha's Vineyards actually, you could download an app on your phone. A hundred bucks a month. A hundred bucks, bucks a, a month. month, folks. They will bring you the top tier scientists in your area to start injecting those stem cells so you could stay nice, nice and healthy. I've been having back problems for, I would say, 25 years of my life. And I'm 25. So a lot of my back problems comes from stress and mostly just constantly falling on the ground because my floors have been too slippery lately. But... With the latest STEM te technology, the past few weeks have been a breeze. I've been picking up boxes, jer herking and jerking around, and with no issue whatsoever. And KJ, do, do, do you want to know what I just learned? What? Martha's Vineyards, uh, you know what is their number one growing uh, segment of stem cell research that people have been requesting? No, what is it? Body mods. And I don't mean just making your dick bigger. I mean like growing tails, extra eyes, extra fingers extra penises, extra belly buttons, you name it. That's the number one thing. A mm. lot of people, they don't care about back pain. They don't care about, you know, fixing their shoulder. They want a tail, right? Some people want a, a, a tongue like a lizard, that type of thing. Martha's Vineyards, Stem Cell Research, Body Mod Department. That's where you go. A little bit more than a hundred bucks a month for that. A little bit more. Yes, and you got to understand, guys, these are trial runs. So a lot of what's going on here, they'll visit you. you know, it's 100 bucks a month, but if they visit you in between those times, they have to keep coming back to give you your tails. Uh, Martha's Vineyards expect, uh, it takes no responsibility for any accidents that occur in any faulty body mods or just faulty stem cell research at all. Thank you, Martha's Vineyard. You've been a big help for my back, and I know Robbie's future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to use them to... Yeah. I was thinking you should use them for uh, your uh, dome piece. Don't say it. Oh, you said it. I don't think stem cells work on bald people. I, I think, think bald people are immune to stem cells. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I, I'm so tired of being let down by scientists. Have you even tried anything to get your hair back? Uh, I did Rogaine for a long time, and it worked a little bit. It does work a little bit. You should do what our friend did, where take hair from his back. Yeah, his ass his cheeks or something like that. Yeah. And they just I will do that. Um the uh hair transplant thing though, you have to do it after you're fully done balding. And I don't think I'm fully done balding yet. I think I'm still balding. What if they're just trying to like make you feel like shit? You can't do this till you're fully done balding. So no, actually, um Jude Law did that. 
Jude Law, uh, I guess he had a hair transplant uh, before he was done balding. And there's like photos of it. And it's like, holy fuck, that looks bad. Because what happens is you have patches that look pretty good. And then you have patches of... It just looks super weird because you're still balding. There's yeah. more hair leaving you. So um, then it's even worse because then they have to basically start all over. And apparently the, you know, uh, our buddy told us that it's agonizing. It is so it painful. Yeah. He said it, he said it is excruciatingly painful. Uh, At that point, you might as well just accept it. I think you already have, right? I mean, I would just. No, I have not. No, I want hair. I want hair so bad. If you, your hairstyle, what hairstyle would you go for? I, I would play with it. I would do all kinds of stuff. I would do, I mean, I'd have silver hair. I would, I'd have a mohawk. Do a side part. You, 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 I would like always, I would, I would, you know, I took my hair for granted. Never again. Like when I had hair and I had thick hair, I had nice hair. What I took it for granted. I didn't really treat it right. I but hair, if you come right. back to me, listen to me, hair. If you come back to me, if you can find it in your heart, to come back to me. I will never. I will never take you for granted again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not washing you. I'm sorry for not getting you privately groomed. I'm sorry for not getting more photos with you. I'm sorry that I didn't. I'm sorry I wasn't the man that I am today. So hair. Just come back. Come back here. I don't know, man. Some people, some women like guys with balding hair. No, no. There are women that like bald men. There are women that like men with hair. There's no no women like balding men. No women like like that middle, like doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know. It sounds like the last date you went on went really well. She might have liked yeah, that. Yeah, about that. So I'll be honest with you, though. Even though it was a terrible date, I, I consider it a success because... I was literally, I was convinced, like 51% chance convinced that uh, I was about to go on a date with a tranny. Like, I was like fully, so like, all right, I'm going to say the word tranny a bunch of times. And uh, if you are offended by that, you are listening to the wrong podcast because, uh, well, if this is your first time listening, we've done sketches about like kid rape and shit. So, uh, fuck it. There are tons of trannies on Tinder. Fucking tons of trannies. Like, it's like, that's probably one of the worst parts. The worst parts are scams. See, women complain about Tinder, about how it's just dick pics and guys being like, hey, 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 hey. We have our, our nightmares too. Okay, Tinder is just as bad for men. There's the fact that nobody ever swipes on you, right? There's the robots. There's the scams. There's the fat chicks. There's the trannies. And then there's the ocean of fat girls. <laughs> An ocean. The ocean. Filled with whales. Just humongous. And all of them don't want to date fat guys. That's the fucking funniest thing is, is, all right, like, you're proud of your body or whatever. Then why do you hate fat guys so much? Why do fat girls, why is it that I'm, like, supposed to be okay with fat girls being as fat, being fat, but they're, they're not okay with fat guys? It reminds them. They look, when they have sex with another fat person... When they're walking towards that fat person, it looks like they're staring in a mirror. I thought they just had cheap mattresses. I fucked a fat girl in a cheap mattress. Nothing 
happen. Good for you, man. How many fat girls have you fucked? Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Hard to say. I would say a good 15. What's your idea? (laughs) What's your idea of fat? When you when you bend over to send an ass shot to me and your face is red, that's fat. You're just struggling to get down to take that ass shot. And you're just like, you fucking just red face completely. So, this date I go on, uh, in the photos, she looks incredibly masculine to the point where I'm like staring at her like Adam's apple or whatever. Like there's no Adam's apple, but I'm like, is there an Adam? Maybe she photoshopped. I'm like looking at her hands. I'm like, God, I hope this isn't a tranny. And then like she changed her profile. So basically I matched with her one time and we went back and forth and it was just like, hey, do you want to get a drink? Yeah. Okay. Meet me here. And then she doesn't show up. Are you and serious? All this- so this has been a thing? Yeah. And... Just lots and lots of this. This chick emanates nervous energy and just like constantly messaging me and just like and then like, hey, do you want to meet up? Oh, sorry, I went to bed early last night and just bullshit. So I just kind of stopped messaging her and then she unmatched me and then we matched again on Tinder. So then I was like, all right, fine, let's go get a drink tonight. So we go and I'm like, you know. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, and then she like changed her profile to being like, just so you know, I'm really tall. Like it says something in her profile, like I'm very, very tall. And she had a new photo of her next to like a door. And I was like, oh my God, I had no idea how tall this chick was. See, here's the deal. So I'm 5'10", but I'm jacked. And because I'm jacked, I'm okay with dating like a tall chick. By jacked, he means, what's another word for jacked? Swole, muscular. I've got big muscles. Okay. So, like, guys with big muscles, you know, we don't typically get intimidated. We're not, I'm not intimidated by most, like, women. I'm not intimidated by most things. So, I am, like, I would be totally cool dating a chick that's taller than me. Probably up to, like, I'm 5'10", probably 6, maybe 6'1", right? I, I mean, I don't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if a chick, she can wear heels, I don't fucking care. Like, I just, it doesn't, it really just does not, I don't, it just doesn't bother me, right? And... So I'm like thinking, all right, so she's tall and she's six foot, whatever, right? Um, so at this point, you were had the date set up. You're gonna, you're on the way to the date, and as you were waiting, you were looking at her profile picture. Or no, this was like that day. So, but anyway, yeah, just lots and lots of throughout the day, she's just sending me these like strange, nervous texts. Like you know when like you text on a chick and she just won't stop texting you. And you're just like, dude, I don't even really know you that well. Like, why? Like, I would get it if it's like, you know, if you're like, if you hooked up or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. So yeah. A lot of chicks, like, especially after if you've hooked up, they've got this like nervous energy of like, oh, does he not really care about don't me? Or me. Don't yeah, yeah. Me. Like, you know, I hope I didn't just like spread my legs for nothing. Like that type of bullshit. But like this chick, like I haven't even met this chick. And she's constantly texting me this annoying shit. Like, hey, are we going to laugh? Like, what? yeah, she sent me a text that said like, are we going to laugh? Is she familiar with the podcast or anything? No. Why laugh? I don't know. So anyway. Are we uh, going to have fun? Yeah, basically. That's kind of like what she was saying. And uh, so when she's walking in, I was talking to the bartender. The bartender's like, bartender's like, how's your night going? And I'm like, I'm about to find out. And like, the bartender, she's walking in. This chick is not like 6'1". Like, she told me she was like 6'1", 6'2". Like, no, nah, dude, this chick was like 6'5". And she looks incredibly masculine five? in... 
Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, she was wearing these huge boots things. So I don't know for certain. This chick was huge. Like, she was like an Olympic rower type looking chick. Which, I'm not like making fun of. Like, honestly, if, if anything, like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got fucking Odin jeans, right? You're a fucking like Icelandic goddess or whatever. You should have had her, Good- the baby right then and there. Should have put it. Should have fucking put a bounty hunter baby in her. Right. No problem. Right. But uh, no. I mean, it's like that's cool. But she's walking in, and her just her face was like inc- so masculine looking. I mean, she's attractive. Don't get me wrong. This chick is attractive. But she had like such a, like a, a like a strong looking jaw that even as she was walking in, I'm like, it's a dude. This is totally a dude. This is a dude. She was wearing a skirt. I'm like, it's a fucking dude with a bad tuck job. It's a fucking dude. And then she sits down next to me and she starts talking. And I'm like, oh, thank God, it's a woman. Uh, oh, thank God, it's a chick. Hey, what's up, dude? What are yeah, you doing? I, or I thought that I was expecting the, um, hang on a second. I, I was expecting that, you know how a lot of like trainees do the whole like, uh, trying as hard as they can to like make their voice sound as high as possible but there's still that masculine undertone yeah, like, called, like ah! when there's like a big buzz exact oh my god yeah, like, you can called, still like, hear that masculine vocal, vocal workouts they like try really hard to like yeah exactly noise. exactly um and i mean here, here's what i will say is most most trans like gendered people that i see on tinder will typically tell you and that's a big thing is like um, my, my thing is like you know, do whatever you're going to do, but don't be a fucking liar. Don't like, like, like whatever. All that shit's so complicated. I don't fully understand it, but don't pretend that you're like a full blown woman and all that. If, if you're not, and, and this chick, you know, she was, she was a woman. It wasn't, it wasn't your, your fist. So I was immediately like, yeah, I was like, Oh my God. Thank okay. God I don't have to fucking beat you up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I, I mean. I was just like, if, if, if it turned out to be a tranny, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to like fucking hang out. Cause you know what? Like, I mean, most transgender people are fucking, they're hilarious, you know, whatever, that type of shit. Like, they're like real people. Yeah, of course. But it's, but I just mean, like, as on a date, it's just fucking awkward, especially if you feel like you've been lied to. But turns out it was a chick. So in my mind, immediately, I'm like, okay, this is a win. Already, I'm like, I didn't get catfished. This is the first date on Tinder I've been on in a while. You guys set the scene a little bit. Were you guys sitting at the bar? Sitting at the bar, yeah. And then she came up and... Yeah, I was at the far end of the bar. So you can picture this long walk, like walking all the way around. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. And you look over. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my God. And then she sits down and I'm still looking up at her. Mm -hmm. Like as she's sitting down, like she's sitting down and I'm looking up at her. And she also had this look on her face of like, oh, I thought you were taller. Which was just like, all right, well, I don't know why, but whatever. Um... But yeah, like the first half of the date was kind of fun. And like, I mean, you know, it's going to be a bad date when very early on she says something along the lines of like, everybody hates me. Like, why does everybody hate me? And like, if like somebody says that, I mean, you don't have to be a detective to know like, oh, I'm not going to like this person. (laughs) Like, like, if they pretty much are like, nobody likes me, I'm just going to go and say it. I'm probably not going to break that pattern there for you. That's probably a you thing. My question to you is, what are you expecting? Well, at this point, so what happened was then she immediately started talking about how she wants to make a cult, like she wants to make a sex cult. And so I was like, yeah, and I'm like, you know, this is fun, sexy energy. So I was like feeding into it. I'm like, what's, what are we going to do in the sex cult? Like, you know, whatever. So we spent like half the date like talking about this cult and about how it's going to be on Hawaii on the island of like the volcano. And like, it's, it's like it's a sex cult on the, on the side of a volcano. And her thing, because she's a woman, you know, she wanted it to be more like 
you know, everybody having sex and everybody having fun. But because I'm a man, I want it to be more about like, no, I have sex. I'm the one in charge. I'm the the only one who has sex. No one else has sex but me. If you have sex, it's because I said so. If you make a baby, I have to have sex with the baby because I am the cult leader. Okay? So, yeah, hers was more of this like paradise, like everybody's fucking each other and we're all and there's babies and we're all having fun and we're eating hummus and all this <laughs> and my and i was telling her like now my idea i was like i'm i am in charge and i am god and you all worship me okay that's my cult right <laughs> um but she was not having it she was like oh okay no nah, we were i mean we we're just kind of taking around but she, i think she she was i think there was a strain of truth in her idea of like Talk about she was talking about like she's saving up to buy land and things like that and like like she was talking about how she does kind of want to start a cult or something. Um, That's a good way to get yourself killed. It's a good way to make a lot of bad shit happen. I told her I was saying like, "Where's the money in your cult? Like cults have money. Like you know, I mean, if I was like, if you if you tell me, call me when you have a cult because there's money in cults." Maybe not. There's the, a lot of money in cults. Maybe not the good way to get yourself killed. I should rephrase that. That's a good way to be in a cult. If if you go on a date with somebody and start talking about cult vibes, I'd buy land. And then if you are actually a cult leader, or you, were I told, that, I was like, oh, so this is how you recruit guys? You recruit people from hundred percent. Yeah, she was like, yeah, that's what I do. And, I mean, she's kind of joking, but I there mean, might be some there's truth in that. There's probably a, like at least the desire, but. So it's funny, we're talking about fat people and all this. So basically, the second half of the date was just something along the lines of, I don't remember how this happened, but I was already annoyed by her because she asked me something. She was like, what was your ex-girlfriend like? And I, I talked to her a little bit about, like, you know, like my ex and all that. And basically, she, she like, just started making fun of me. She was like... Yeah, that would be the type of girl that's like likes you. Like, you know, like, she drives like a Honda Civic and she works at a bank. And I was like, no, the, the chick's not like that at all. And there was something about it that just made me go like, I fucking hate this bitch. Like, I'll, I fuck like it's just like you, like you just for no reason out of nowhere. Like, I've talked to you for five minutes and you've already just like insulted me and like like and she's like yeah like i bet you like you like attract like really basic chicks like name like ashley or something like that i was like okay you didn't earn that you didn't earn the diss like you gotta you kind of gotta earn the diss right for sure yeah and uh so i was kind of in my head i was like okay all right this chick's giant i'm not like i might have fucked her if she was like like if she if she was cool yeah if she wasn't so fucking like nervous, there's and all, there's, like, there's something to. If she didn't immediately say in like the first two minutes, like everybody hates me. Like if she didn't say that, it's like all right, I'll, I'll fuck this giant chick. I don't care. I'll there's... fucking I'll t- I'll make a swing set between her legs. <laughs> there's something to uh, going on dates, especially now where the woman thinks she has to have the ultimate control of the situation. I mean, they should, but it's like in the way of making fun of you, like constantly joking around, flirting in that way of like knocking you down instead of like being together and making yeah, they fun call of the that situation. shit test. I mean, that's not a new thing. I'm pretty sure that's been around for forever, but they call that a shit test okay. where the chicks just trying to test your confidence or whatever. And your patience maybe. Cause like, but then again, and the person who I'm dating now, there was none of that. There was none of like, 
I'm yeah, gonna make I mean, it's fun not, of you. She's just a shitty person. But then if you expect, if you let's just say you're going in yeah. expecting hanging out with this person, they're gonna be cool. Like you'd hang out with them more, have fun. Like there was not gonna be a. Oh yeah, it was very quickly. I was just like, oh, the, this. I was like, the best, the best case scenario for me and this chick is like maybe tonight we have a little fun and then that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna. I mean, even that is kind of scary because like she very quickly was talking about like just. Like how many partners she's had, whatever. Which again, I'm good for you or what have you. But I, there's a, there's a way. I want to see how hot she is because if she was hot, I think I, I would. I, there's her. a lot of shit I would go through, especially one if I haven't had sex she, in a while. So she, one if she I was had, attractive. If, yeah. I, if I had sex in a while, and two, how hot she was, I'd be like. I could deal with a lot of shit. I would just so, yeah. disassociate, turn off my brain, and be like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, everybody I does agree. hate So you. this is what happened. That's exactly what it is. So there was there's a point where in the conversation where. I don't remember how, but somewhere along the line, we came up into the conversation about like health and fitness. Now, me, obviously, I am a fucking crazy fitness guy. And something happened along the lines where I was saying, I was saying something about how, uh, we just started talking about fat people, basically. But I was saying, you know, I mean, we've just spent all this time making fun of fat people, but really what, I mean, what I believe or whatever is I was saying something along the lines of like, um, you know, it's important to to not be fat and not for the reasons of your body image and all this other stupid shit, but because, you know, your body doesn't care about your body image. Your body cares about it. your heart. Your heart doesn't give a shit. If you say like, oh, I'm 600 pounds, but I love myself, your heart doesn't give a shit. Your knees don't give a shit. Your hips don't give a shit. Your ankles don't give a shit. Nothing in your body, your liver doesn't give a shit that you're comfortable with your body, okay? The, the physics of being overweight stay the same, whether you love yourself or not. And what I was saying something along the lines is like, you know, she was like, well, my friend feels fine. My, I have my, my roommate and she's overweight and she's fine. And oh, here's what it was. She was talking about how um, she has a roommate that has some type of like condition, and it's, and it's why she's obese. And I was like, you know, people talk about these conditions, like a hormone condition or what have you. Really, it usually comes to like 5 to 10 pounds, 20 most. And the rest of it is just an excuse. People say, I have a thyroid condition and that's why I'm obese. No, the thyroid condition makes you 5 to 10 pounds overweight. I've never heard of a condition that just makes you infinitely grow in weight. You just get more and more more heavy. And so basically it went from me kind of talking to a full-blown like, her getting very upset, getting very angry. And if it was a normal, like if I was into this chick, I probably would have steered it back into a fun like calm, sex yeah. cult lube, whipping each other type conversation. But like, I didn't like her. So I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to keep doing this. Like, I'm going to just piss her off. I was very polite about it for a while, at least I should say. But basically like, I was just kind of explaining my, like my philosophy sort of, but like, you know, like, that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if you're obese. Wait, I was saying it's like your life is going to be between the ages of 40 and 80 are going to be so much more difficult if you don't take care of your body. If you don't, it, you know, if you put years and years of stress on your joints, your the end of your life is going to be so difficult. And the whole conversation was so fucking weird because she was so upset and so angry and she basically spent half the time talking in that, like her face looked like that. You ever seen that move, that that uh, meme of like the baby boomer trying to do math? 
It's like yeah. that old lady trying yeah. to do math. That's what her face would look like. Because like you could see that she agreed with me. Because what could you not agree with? Right? What is there not to agree with? If you don't take care of your body, you're, it's going to suck. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't take care of your car, your car's going to suck. That's how life works. Can I just right? say, Yeah. this is the ultimate Robbie thing to do in a, in a, a date with another girl where you just like completely give up when most people would just walk away or be like, Oh, okay. Nice to meet you. Or submit me and like, I'm just going to fuck this girl and then peace out. Right. You just commit to just bur- like, just f- flaming her. Well, it wasn't her. like that. It was more and then like she a, was uh, astonished. She, she's looking at that. She's astonished because she's like, I, I can't believe this guy just, to take, um, just, just fuck me. This guy just okay. He just want to fuck. All right, then what? What's going on here? She's just like accepting. So it was acclaimed. like it was basically what happened was it's. I felt like it was like forty five minutes of this. It wasn't me just like monologuing. It would be like I'd say something, she'd say something, and I'm like I don't understand. And then I'm just trying to explain again. And it was a whole. Her point was like I just don't think you should tell people what to do with their lives. And I was like, what are you talking about? If someone's smoking cigarettes. Can I, I mean, I can tell them that they shouldn't smoke cigarettes. If someone's doing heroin, I can tell them don't do heroin. If someone's doing something bad and I have good advice for them, why can't I give them advice? And then the other thing I've felt, I was like, like, I mean, I tell people these things and some people come back to me and thank me. The same thing I'm telling, telling you right now. And mind you, this chick is not fat, right? And then this yeah. is where it gets really loopy. This is where yeah. it starts to get really loopy was. So the, the couple, there was a couple different things that got really weird where it was like, she was like, well, some people. Like, are just fine. Like, some people are fat, but they're healthy. Like, my friend is fat, but she rides, like, 20 miles a day. And she, yeah, she eats a lot. But, like, she rides her bike all the time, and she's fine, and she's not in pain. And I'm like, okay, what percentage of obese people do you think this makes up for? And she's like, I don't know, 5 to 8%? And I'm like, hang on a second. And I literally, like, was like, wait a second. You're telling me all of this, all of this is because you are defending 5 to 8%. And I'm talking about the 90% of people that don't realize that they could feel better, which they all say. You hear people lose 200 pounds. You hear people get their shit together. You hear people take care of their body. What do they always say? I feel better, right? And that's all I'm saying is just like, you're gonna feel better. Like, just that's all I'm saying. And she was just like, again, cue the goldfish face, cue the baby boomer trying to do math face of just like, you could see in her head, she was like, okay, that's objectively true, but how can I disagree with that? And like, just continue to disagree with it. And then like the final thing she said, was she's like, I just think it's offensive because like, I I used to be fat and like spiritually, I'm still fat. And I'm what? Like, I'm still fat on the inside. And I'm, what, what are you, what? Dude, she was trying to open up to you, bro. Like she's okay. Like she's, Still feel some trauma being fat. That's probably why. I mean, she yeah, is. obviously. But she doesn't. She's not. No, here's what it is: is that again, and I, I reinforce. I tried to explain this to her so many times, and I didn't really care. Yeah. But it was like you're talking about body image. You're talking about shame. You're talking about all this shit. And she was saying, "I'm shaming people." That's basically she was projecting on me. And this is what I'm talking about, where it's like this was never going to go anywhere. And I don't mean anywhere as in like, this wasn't going to go anywhere that night. Right. Cause like, if we didn't have that conversation, something was going to happen weird where I like, she was going to think that I was making a comment about, I don't know, her stretch marks or something. She was going to be, she was going to do something. gross. And you're like, just pointing at her <laughs> stretch marks. Well, Disgusting. I mean, I was going to do that. No, I'm not, I wasn't going to do that. But like, it, 
like she something was probably going to happen that uh, was going to make like it was she was going to come so you out like anyway. just end it really quickly. I'm just going to fuck. No, up, it wasn't talk, even that. It wasn't even like friend. oh, I'll just end this quickly. I was just like before then there were so many other things that I was just like I don't like this shit. I didn't even really like her before I met her. So, like I didn't even, like, but she was annoying me when she was texting me all day. But what she was talking about was she thought that I was like body shaming. She thought that I was like saying, and I'm trying to explain to her. Like I'm not talking about any of that shit. I'm not talking about being on a magazine. I'm not talking about judging people. I'm talking about feeling better in your body. I'm talking about your joints. I'm talking about your heart. I'm talking about your liver. I'm talking about your brain. I'm talking about how you physically feel. When you take care of your body versus when you don't take care of your body. And no matter how many times I try to explain it to her, she just didn't get it. And I'm telling you, it's like there could have been it could have been a debate about the menu. It could have been like anything. There's there was going to be a situation where you're trying to explain something to this lady. It's like if she doesn't want to get it, she's not going to get it. Yeah, I I think she was uh, a he and she (laughs) she was that fat girl, but it wasn't a girl as a boy. So she used to be a fat boy. Now she's lost all that weight. Still has the dick and was maybe trying to trick you. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I dodged a bullet. But basically, somewhere along the line, she was like grabbing her coat. And she was like, I don't know what you do. You want me to just say you're right? And, and I was like. <laughs> this is the old. This is, I'm trying to make, make fun of this. This is sad. This is sad. This is the saddest day I've ever heard. Yeah, it's so just, annoying. And then, do you and, want, let me say you're right. You guys are having like a thirty year old marriage fight. Yeah, or something. In like, and, and like thirty minutes. And I was just like, I don't like. I don't really care. I'm just trying to get. I think somewhere towards the end, I said something along the lines of like, "You're being very silly." I said that. Like I said that. Listen, you are being very silly. I. I mean, I said something very simple. I was not talking about body image. I'm not talking about judging people. Any time did you raise your voice or are you like this? Maybe a little bit. I mean, I most of the time I was very, very... I was talking to her like I was talking to a customer. Like, imagine I was talking to a, a baby boomer. Mm. Like, the way I, that's the way I was talking to her, where I was just kind of being, like, very patient and just being like, I don't understand the, how you think. This I've is al- so stupid. I've also... But I'm just going to kind of talk to you like this. Yeah. I've also had baby boomers come up to me after working with you being like, that guy was very mean to me. Yeah, so maybe I was. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I was being mean. But, uh, yeah, I was just kind of like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't, like I'm like I, I don't know. And somewhere along the line, she get she just like grabs her coat, stands up, and she was just like, "Well, it was nice meeting you." And then she just walked, and I didn't even say like a sarcastic like "nice meeting you." Nothing. I just was like, I just nodded, and I didn't like I didn't say goodbye. Nothing. She just walked away, and I was like, "All right, thank God." <laughs> I was like, "I'm so glad." And then you just look over at the bartender, and he's just like laughing at. So the bartender like, came back, and she was like, uh, "So how'd that go?" And I was like. That was rough. And she was like, she just starts laughing. She's like, yeah, I was listening. It sounds like that chick's got a lot going on. And I was like, yeah, man, that chick was fucking wild, dude. Yeah, she was like, she wouldn't shut up about how, like, she has 80. Like, she, it was so crazy. Like, she was like, the entire time we're talking, she just, like, was, like, pulling her hair. Like, I don't know if it was, like, pulling her hair, but she was like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was very strange. She was like. And I got to see a picture of this person. Uh I probably maybe can. not right now, but we'll, we need to find this again. Again, she was attractive. There's no, I mean, like she was, she was objectively attractive, but like, uh, I, I feel like we just not. I feel for like me, like t- Tinder and all dating on online Tinder. is fucking it. hard as shit to find one good person on there because everybody has this. Uh, preconceived notion that they're gonna find the one. It's it's, it's, a, it's, like, it's an absolute cluster. I mean, first things first. I mean, for me, it's no small secret. Dating has been an absolute nightmare. 
you know, meeting people. I mean, my biggest problem is just meeting new people. When they, they're not joking, like when you're like, younger, you think like <laughs> whatever. Like, like when you're in college, you think like, how hard could it be to make new friends when you're an adult? It's fucking hard, dude. It is dude. so difficult. It is hard. It is. It is so bizarrely difficult to meet new people. It took when me like. Three years to actually find people here to move, and the here. older you get, the more difficult it gets. Yeah, man. I mean, that's why. So people... now, so now you take that, and now Tinder and all these other websites—they have an, a couple added problems. One is, is that it's all of the losers like me on the internet. There's the added problem of it would be better if it was a losers website where everyone just admitted I'm a loser. That would be so much better. But you have this bizarre situation where it's a bunch of losers desperately trying to pretend to not be losers. Go that route. What do you mean? On your Tinder page. I mean, I put, do. I've done everything. Put, I'm a loser. I, I, I think my profile page on. says something like it's something. It says, uh, "I'll be. I'll honestly be surprised if you swiped right." It says something like that. I had a, I've, I've tried everything. I had a Nacho Libre quote. That's it. I've had everything. The one that got the most uh, chicks um, was when I said something like, uh, I can deadlift 600 pounds of provolone cheese. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but even that was but just kind of whatever. Too many fat chicks were probably like, oh, Yeah, lots and lots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Uh, I, 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 my, my advice to you, Robbie, would be to go on... And you've probably already done this, but to go on these dates and go like fucking work out with them. No, that's actually what they always say is the worst thing to do. Who? Who says? Uh, well, it's not even just you got to think about it. It's one of those things where that is actually like a trope of of guys asking women to go work out with them. And because so many guys think Okay, that, maybe just work out, fucking do an activity, go hiking, well, do that, something. That might, yeah, that might be one thing. Although the thing is, is that it's very, I've tried that. We're like, hey, let's go for Active. a run, let's go for a hike, let's go for a bike ride. It's difficult to get a, a woman that you've never met before to want to go to the woods <laughs> with a stranger. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and I don't blame them. We'll meet at your house and then, yeah, it's even weird. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's fucking hard. It's fucking hard. Yeah. There's no advice I could give you that maybe you already haven't done that. The workout one, though, that's a thing. That, guys, that's, that's actually... A safe environment? No, it, so it's 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 actually a horrible idea for a bunch of things. No, a, that is apparently a thing a lot of guys do is they'll ask a girl to go to the gym with them. And it's a, it's a very bad idea for a bunch of different reasons. One is the gym is a very awkward place. Like it's a very very strange place. It's not a great place to work out. I mean, it's not a pl great great place to meet people. Um, then you have the added benefit of like, I mean, you're trying to work out, and if you're with a chick that doesn't work out, like if you if you meet a chick at the gym and she's a gung ho fitness freak and you're a gung ho fitness freak and you're like, hey, do you want to be gym partners? That's one thing. Okay, for a guy like me who likes to work out. To go to the gym with a girl who maybe doesn't work out as much as me. That's kind of weird. Why? Well, because I'm like, okay, well, I want to do this stuff. Oh, I don't do that. I just do yoga. Or, oh, I just kind of do this, a little bit of that. I do a little bit of this. That type of thing. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, we're, we're going to, I guess we'll just sit in the massage chairs. Yeah, fuck it. Do you work out like twice a day? Like just once I, I'm telling you, it's a horrible idea. 
that is actually something that like people say on the internet all the time. It's like top ten worst I- date ideas is taking a it. chick to the gym. Just do it, and you get stories like this. I fucking love stories like this because it's like yeah, yeah that's what I need experience. in my life. More stories <laughs> about failed dates. That's that's good for Robbie. That that's good for anybody. I mean, especially for somebody that's in comedy, you get these stories out of it. Yeah, you can just build off of it. Just horrible I mean, that's, stories. That's the only reason of why cor- I'm funny. Of course, it's traumatizing. More pain. It's and cor- that's what I need. There's somebody more we, pain. This is a good example. There's somebody we uh, we know who uh, is he has like multiple DUIs or something, and uh, DUIs, not DOIs. DUIs, and uh, he uh, Pennsylvania's fuck. I mean, they're most of the states are pretty hard on people that have multiple DUIs or you just one. Pennsylvania fucks you up. This guy has to go to work. And when he's not working, he doesn't get to go home. He has to go back to jail. What? Isn't that fucked up? I did not know that. So he doesn't get to go home. So when he's not working, he has to, he can't bring anything with him. So he leaves all his shit there at, uh, the job site, and then he goes back home. Time out. Who is this? Really? Yeah. Wow, I did not know it was that bad. Yeah, because you don't fucking talk to people. You just, like, don't talk to people. Not just you. Everybody does this. It's, yeah. just, it's funny because, like, one of the... Well, I also, I'm not the biggest fan of this person, so... Yeah, but also people are interesting. I, I, even people who I hate or don't agree with, I, I want to talk with them, see what, what's going on. Like, what's up, dude? Anyways, um, he has to. He then goes home. He told me the funniest stories, but he wasn't laughing. He's kind of like stressed out. He's like, my back hurts. Oh, I want to sit down. He's like literally on the verge of tears, and I'm laughing. I'm like, dude, these are good stories, man. He's like, what? what? These are these are my life. And I was like think how many good bits you get out of this and then he's looking at me like what does that even mean i you know he's like fucking freaking out in his flip there's no way this guy would be able to turn this into comedy he said he told i was like just tell me a story and he said um he was leaving to go to work and these people are so anal where they're like where's your ride they're like he's at the top front i'll get he's like all right well what time do you work and he's like 11 he's like okay so it's uh 10 30 now He's like, okay, so you're going to have to wait until uh, 10.45. And he's like, okay. It's, and he, he waited there, like literally staring at him eye to eye. He said it was just them staring at each other. And then until like either, and it was like 30 seconds left. He's like, it's literally 30 seconds left. Can I leave? He's like, nope. Three, two, one. Okay, you're good to go. And he's like, all right. And then left to go to work. He said it's literally like that. Like these guys are on these power trips, and that's what jail is. He's just fucking. It's like a a power trip central, and is this dude just like, all right, off to work, and then he has to go to work, and then not relax, fucking deal with people, and then literally go back home. In you're not allowed phones or anything because you're going back to jail, and they they'll compensate that for you and never see it again. And then he has to just go. <laughs> Go to sleep in a, a cell with another piece of shit person. For how long? What do you mean for how long? Yeah, how long does he have to do that? I asked him and he said he's been doing it for weeks now. He has like five days left. One day in jail will make you want to shoot yourself. I spent two days in jail just for a stupid charge of not going to court. And I had a warrant and they took me to jail and I spent two days in there. And I just slept the whole time. I just was in the jail cell the whole time. But it's just horrible. Nobody's happy. Everybody wants to go home. 
fucking the people are dickheads. They strip you down each time you in there. And I asked them, I was like, do you have to strip you? Each time he goes back to jail, they have to go through the same process. Uh, they make you go in a corner and one guy goes in the room and they're like, all right, strip down. And then they, uh, they have you strip down. They're like, all right, now bend over and spread them. And you have to bend over uh, like this, like your spread eagle. And then face down and spread your butt cheeks and cough. So he has to do that every time he gets home from work. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That was you sh- shitty ass clothes to wear. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, DUIs are pretty... Ex- wow. I mean, I, I don't like DUI Like, people... I don't like people getting drunk enough to get a DUI or whatever. But, but multiple DUIs, too. How many does he have? I think two or three or something like that. I knew a girl uh, who I dated. She had three DUIs, both of which she almost caught me cheating, which, thank God, she got those DUIs. Uh, <laughs> dude, she was literally on the way to my house as I was fucking another girl. And she was shit faced. She's like, I'm gonna come over. I'm gonna come over. And I was I was like fucking this girl. And then I look at my phone. It's my mom. She's like, call me now. I was like, fuck. I was like, what's going on? Call my mom. She's like, hey, this girl's in the hospital. Like, she's she got a DUI. She ran into another parked car. And I was like, fuck. Thank God. I was like literally cheating <laughs> on her. Thank God. The first time we were racing, like we both got out of this party, just drank. I think you told, yeah, go ahead and tell, yeah, say it again. And uh, we were in this like suburb area, suburbia, and uh, we both were driving separate cars. And uh, she kind of cut in front of me playfully. This is like three in the morning, so no, no cars were there. And then I was like, fuck this bitch. And I like drunkenly cut around her really easily. And then she tried to do it to me again. But I did the thing where, you know, in race race games or whatever, you like get in front of her while she's behind you. Yeah. And then it, it confused her. I guess she was so drunk she didn't recognize it. She hit my car and I just felt like, oh! I felt like a bump. And I was like, my neck was like, literally went back and forth. I was like, what the fuck? And I turn around and she's not there. I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. So like my immediate like survival mode popped. This is why I know like in school shootings or like something bad would happen. I'd be fucking awesome in it because I was shit faced and still like came out clean. I was like fucking parked the car like a block away hit it in like this residential area started running towards where i heard the crash and she was in the middle of the street crying with no shoes on she's like oh my god and i was like oh my god are you right and i gave her a hug and i turned around and i seen her car like literally flipped over and this other car like that was a residential car pushed in like the um grass area of the front lawn of a house and these all these people were outside like yelling like call the cops call the cops and i was like fuck me and her in the middle of the street i'm like i was like look at me stop crying look at me look at me she's like yeah i was like you're going to jail she's like what i was like you're going to jail the cops are coming She's like, oh, okay and then like <laughs> the cops came and they were like fucking assholes i thought like i was like Apparently this happens a lot. Like a couple get in a drunk driving accident and then the man would be driving and they frame it to be the girl. And the girl takes the fall for him because they Cause love they'll him. be easier on the girl. Yeah. Or no, they love him. They're, like the guy just a piece of shit like, just, you, get, you get in the front seat. Say it was you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. And they're like, okay. So they thought it was me that was driving. They were measuring the, the front seat because they knew how tall he was. So they're like, they're trying to measure because... 
probably people have don't have the frame of mind of being like, oh fuck, put the front seat forward. Uh, uh it wasn't me that was driving, they'll know. So they were measuring, like, oh, it's adds up. The police come, they're like, where's your car? I was like, I I uh I walked here. She like, what? I like I live down the street. They're like, okay. And then yeah, they put her in handcuffs with the jail. And um So what do they do? So the, was this in California? Yeah. What do they do for DUIs in California? They fine you an enormous amount. She's probably still paying it to this day, like literally tens of thousands of dollars. And then if it happens again, they just find they find you so much. I don't know. They and then again, she was a girl too, so it might be different. Yeah. Like they just took her to jail and then we bailed her out. She I remember always having to take her to like classes, DUI classes and stuff, or uh AA and stuff. But not as harsh as they are in Pennsylvania. That dude literally has to fucking leave work and go back to jail. Why wouldn't you just stay in jail? You need money. He has a family. Yeah, but like he's fucked either way. How's he fucked? I mean, he, he could just like be like, I give up and and see his. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was thinking, I was telling him, I was like, wait, does your kid know you're his kid's like two or something? Does your kid know you're in jail? He's like, yeah, every every day I go to work, I the cops come to pick me up and I say, Daddy's leaving for work, and the cops I guess take him to jail, <laughs> or cops take him to work, and his kid knows like he's going away. Good thing about the. <laughs> I'm like, do you think your kid will remember this? And he's like, probably not. He's too young. I'm like, dude, this is your your dad every day getting picked up by the police. What the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck, man? It's fucking crazy, dude. Oh, my God. So if you ever see that guy stressed out, Robbie. I'm just going to poke be. him. I'm just going to make it. I'm going to make it even worse. <laughs> you, fuck, you fucking piece of shit. Oh, my God. But the amount of stories that guy has, I wish I could go through something like that. No, you don't. I'm going to get Why? Gonna... You just did it. You just said his story. That's all you need. All you need, you don't need to experience it. You can just live vicariously through him. You just hear his story. That's great material. He's never going to be funny enough <laughs> to tell his story. You could tell other people's story. You could pretend it's your story. You could lie. You could lie and say that it happened to you. Right? It doesn't, you don't have to do, yeah, you're right. right? Yeah, I thought about just jumping in the car right now and just giving a good ride. Yeah. If you really want to experience pain so that you can make jokes that badly, then you can just go do it. There's other things, though. There's, like, observational comedy, right? Like Seinfeld. Do you think Seinfeld no. has to experience pain? Like, no. like, he has to experience pain to make jokes about, like, different coffee sizes. Yeah, even Ewan McGregor didn't want to do fucking heroin remember he was playing that heroin actor yeah and they, that was the one thing he didn't do he said he hung out with everybody went to those like methadone clinics yeah and he was thinking about doing heroin just to experience it to be yeah. more in this character he's like you know what i'm good i'm good because that's what acting is yeah, yeah. it's not called doing it's called acting <laughs> yeah, it's pretending all right i need to take a fat ass piss that's all right yeah i got it i got it there. let's wrap it up